You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome to the Take Him With You podcast, episode number 276 for June the 22nd, 2014. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Yes, gone for an unplanned hiatus. Here we are back. That's the music of DJ Mangu. The song we're back. Mangu? I'm back. Mangu. Kind of like Mango, but with the goo instead. Right, like Mr. Magoo. Okay. All right. So, so we are back. We are. And it's nice to have you with us yet once again on the Taken With You podcast. The podcast... That's uh, kind of like a reality show, but not. Yeah. Why is it not? Well, a reality show probably would be live, and we're not live. Well, we're recording live. We're all, we are alive. They just might not listen to it right when we're recording. But they don't. They I don't guess on reality shows reality they don't show either. They yeah. don't either. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, we don't have anything scripted either, so I guess we are like a reality show. Except for I think a lot of reality shows are more scripted than we know. At least they they do a lot of um, posed moments or like set things up to happen. Yeah. Well, we were gone. Well, we we took a little break and didn't do a podcast last week, so we apologize to everybody out there. Yes, we we were out of town for Father's Day last but week. But you want to know a sad thing? What? I didn't hear from anybody at all. Oh no! Well, they were probably doing Father's Day things too. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So apparently our show is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's okay. Well, but we are back and uh, had a good time on Father's Day. That was fun. I got a great mm-hmm. Father's Day card. It's, uh, I've got it right here and it says, um, uh, Dad, this is more than just a Father's Day card. And it's got like a, a nuclear hazard, like biohazard thing on the front. You open it and... And it says, it's also a fan to blow your farts. Have a great day. Happy Father's Day. Love you lots, Dad. And uh, it has a fan on it that spins and talks. Isn't that funny? That was my Father's Day card from my son. It wasn't from your son. Well, he signed it. Did he? I thought it was from his wife. It was. But he signed it, not her. Oh, really? But she picked it out for him to give you? Yeah, I believe so. 
Yeah, I think your kids know you too well. Um, I'm not saying that that's a good thing that, yeah. This is going nowhere fast because you're just sitting there reading your phone. Oh, I was actually playing words with friends because you were talking about inappropriate oh cards. So, um, 270 some odd shows and you're playing <laughs> words with friends. So, hey, everybody, we really put a lot of effort into this podcast. So we're, we're going to be playing a message later that you you shared today in Raymond at the Baptist Church. But um, what did you do? What did I do? This last week. Well, the last couple of weeks I've been busy with lots of more work, which is nice. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Finished up a couple jingles for some uh, companies, and they, they're happy, so that's good. Uh, finally uh, got a logo project done for a company that got paid, finally. Um, I took on a big web job um, for a local organization, and I've got that almost done, so that's cool. And uh, lots of other things. So I've been busy. Now I'm starting on a new music project, um, doing some preliminary stuff tonight. And then I'll be working on music tomorrow for a guy from Australia. Cool. So, yeah, I've been busy. And tending to our garden and watering and putting my lights out that I got for Father's Day. Yeah. I like my lights. Mm-hmm. You're not going to say anything about the lights? No, they're they're pretty. Okay. Yeah. I bet everybody's wondering, what kind of lights are they? Hmm. They're little LED solar lights, if anyone wants to know. They're garden lights. Garden lights. So they're pretty. Um, I'd been working really hard to get the yard and the house all thick and span and beautiful. Because we had a, um, not a huge get-together, but we had 20 or 30 people maybe. I yeah. don't know, yesterday. Um, for our daughter's high school, school graduation. Yeah. And so she's working on, um, we did that, and she thanked both of us. She thanked me on the phone today. She's house-sitting for her brother who's on vacation. So yeah. she called me, and she said, hey, thanks for all you did for me yesterday. Well, she, we had the party in the afternoon for uh, adults, family, that kind of thing, and her friends. And then she had an after party where she uh, lit a fire in the backyard and had a campfire and they had a great yeah. time and yeah yeah and i um they stayed here till like midnight and i'm not a very good chaperone because i got you up went to bed and i stayed up and w- wrote my sermon got it done you were up till after one but yeah. i got up early and started cleaning and cooking and getting all ready for the party and so by 10 o'clock at night i said i gotta go lay down i was I'm tired, tired too but you chose to go away <laughs> i did well, it was, I I'm not a night person. I'm I'm usually up in the morning and I'm ready to go. But why is that? How how does that how, work? How do opposites? Yeah. How do opposites? Is it true attract? with our audience? Are how about our listeners? Is any are any of you opposite of your spouse when it comes to one likes to stay up late and one likes to get up early? Well, curious. We are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're getting up earlier than you used to. I Only because I can't sleep. Well, actually, for a long time in our marriage, when we were first married, you did the morning. Sh- well, no, when you first married, you did a, a swing shift radio show. So you didn't. Get with my work. first wife? No, when we were first married. Oh, okay. You, you did <laughs> a, a two o'clock till 10 o'clock shift. You gave me the evil eyebrow. So you worked, you didn't get off till night. And 
it was really hard for me because I was used to going to bed by 10 o'clock at night and you weren't even getting off work till then and then you were wanting to unwind and play in your studio and which was a closet back then <laughs> um that was a really hard adjustment I wanted to spend here. time with you too but I wanted to go to sleep because <laughs> I was tired yeah. I and then yeah it was hard our that first year was really hard and I think part of it was because of that because crazy swing shift yeah and yeah. I would work during the daytime and I'd be home in the evening all by myself and yeah that was that was a hard first year yeah yeah but we also on the same yesterday was our 28th wedding anniversary yes it was 28 days and we celebrated by having chinese 20, food. not 28 days 28, 28 years, years. <laughs> and we celebrated by eating chinese food on the deck yes and that was not literally on the deck we had a table but that was really sweet that was rick's idea because i'd worked hard putting on the party all day and i didn't want to cook. i didn't work hard at all though <laughs> you know you you did too a little bit a I mean. little bit were you working hard with the party too, cleaning? You did help with the put. You made these really cute fruit kebabs with my with mom. With your mom, and I also made the lemonade myself. With yeah, because Catherine was gonna make it, and yeah. then she had to do her hair and makeup. Isn't that normal for her though? Hey, we oh, this will be really fun. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then and then she's in her room I'm sorry, for I an do hour my hair. doing her hair and makeup. Because <laughs> my hair is more important than the lemonade. Even though the lemonade was her idea. But, you know, that yeah. happens. All that, and I never even got to wear my Darth Vader apron, which I wore oh, on no. Father's Day. Oh, no. So thank you, Pete, again for the awesome apron. You do I like, like it. You, pro you probably should have worn it because I noticed in one of the pictures that our friend took of you, your tummy was all wet because you'd been like washing the fruit and cutting it up. Great. And so there's Thanks. this wet spot on your shirt. That's actually where I was drooling. Drooling over the fruit? Oh, no. I just normally drool. I'm, you know. uh, my sister brought the best meatballs Oh my the gosh! Party. They were what so are, good. Does she make those herself or are those like a Costco thing? I'm not sure. I know she does get Costco meatballs sometimes, but these were like a teriyaki meatball. Oh, my and, gosh. And I wish I there were some left. Pot. I know. I think I ate the last couple. Thanks. That's that's advantage I get for doing the dishes. Happened again, by the way. I bought some really nice Rainier cherries. Yes. I went to go get some, and they were gone. Cherries are my favorite fruit. You need, you know you need to get like twice as many as you think that you have you to need. tell them about your cards that I got. I did buy you some gifts on our anniversary. You got me some flowers. But I gave them to you at midnight. Yeah. The night before. Yeah. Because you're so patient. So. No, because we're going to have a busy day the next yeah. day. Yeah. So. What did I get you? So. I, I decided I was going to take my shower the night before because we're going to have a really busy day. So um, I get out of the shower. TMI. And there's a card on my pillow. And I thought, oh. A pillow? What's a pillow? My pillow. Oh, okay, good. And so I thought, oh, how sweet. So I go and get Rick his card. I got him one card. And it was a very, very cute card, by the way. It had two, two kitties. Two cat cats snuggling by a fire. It just looked... <laughs> Looks so sweet and cuddly, yeah, yeah, and nice. so I, I gave you this sweet card, and then he got me like three really dorky cards. What? What? <laughs> We're dorky. One was a slightly inappropriate card. The first card I got her. 
with a cow right, and the, a bull. Uh-huh. And, and they the were, cow being, the bull being a little bit inappropriate, saying he wanted to go behind the barn and neck. And I don't know if he was just necking. But, <laughs> but I go, oh, great, Rick. So I hid that card. And, and then she says to me, isn't it funny that we both got each other cards that aren't for our anniversary? They were just cards that were like about love or something. Well, yeah, after 28 years, you know, you've seen them all. So I might as well buy something that's cool. And then he pointed out flowers <coughs> said, on the table. No, 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 no. no. Before okay. that, I said, oh, I'm so thirsty. Could you get me a cold drink? And you're looking at me like, what? It's midnight. Why would you have me get you a cold drink at midnight? I said, I think I might have something in the fridge. So she walks over the fridge and opens it. And another card was sitting with like a drooling dog or something. And it says, you still make me drool. Yeah. And then he goes, look at the table. And he got me another card with some flowers, a happy sunflower. And and in the card. Yeah, I can't remember what that one said. It was another dog one. Uh Uh-huh. It says, you still make me pant. Yeah. And then in it was. You don't remember what was in the card? It was midnight. My brain shuts down after. Your brain. You had to brush your teeth a second time. Oh, that's right. He got me Heath candy bar. It's like my favorite. My wife's favorite all-time candy bar is English toffee. So Heath bar or a score bar. Score bars are actually a little easier to eat because they're thinner. Yeah. But I found that. But I um, gave you some. Only after I begged. No, I offered you half, and you said, no, no you shouldn't. I have a hard t- I don't have any teeth. Well, never mind. Anyway, let's say it's hard for me to eat them, cause, and this I really shouldn't anyway, because they're all sugar. Mm-hmm. So. so I had to brush my teeth again, because I hate it. <laughs> you did. You did. And I think I watched, did we watch Star Trek? I can't remember. No, actually, <laughs> we let you watch something you wanted. Honey, I fell asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So our anniversary, well, it was real fun, huh? <laughs> I went to bed like three hours before you on our anniversary night yeah. last night. So, but we but we're gonna celebrate in July. Yeah, we're gonna actually go out of town, just the two of us, for yeah. two days, mm-hmm. one night and two days, and we're, we're gonna... going to see Journey mm-hmm. in concert with the Steve Miller Band and Tower of Power. I'm not sure if I remember Tower of Power. You'll know some of their songs. Okay. Are they yeah. a little harder rock than no, Journey? No, 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 Oh, good. Because no, no. I like more the love song kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you will like it. Yeah. yeah. I just never know about you. Well, if we could have gone to see a hard rock band, I would have. But You would have taken a friend, though, I not I don't think me. you would go. No. <laughs> maybe, if, maybe, would you go to the Scorpions if they came? Definitely not. Hmm. Well, Journey's <laughs> pretty hard. They're they're more love songs and ballads. You better bring so. your earplugs because they're loud. I will bring my earplugs. That was the loudest concert I've ever been to in 1982. I found that I went I to can, the Journey concert. The I Tacoma can enjoy Dome. concerts much better with earplugs, and then I can hear after. Guess what? I got to play my harmonica in one of the songs I wrote. Let's sing a song about Amy. Ready? I've got a wife, her name is Amy, oh, and when I get her mad, her eyes turn flamey, what do you think? I think I, 
I think I should have had a different name Why? so that you wouldn't say Ain't Flamey You don't like Amy. Flamey Amy? No. You never have. Never have. I don't like Hickey Ricky. There's other ones that are worse, though. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not, we're not going there. No. So, um, yeah. So, so it was. It's been a really busy couple of weeks, and uh, but we're glad that we were able to uh, come and talk to you a little bit today. And yeah. I'm gonna uh, spend the rest of the evening working on some music. Maybe have some dinner, and then uh, work on some. We a have bit of music. leftover Chinese food because when we got our our anniversary dinner last night, we weren't really that hungry because we sa- snacked on. Party food. And the lady at the Chinese restaurant gave us two more entrees than we ordered for our anniversary. Two more. Szechuan shrimp and a whole order of prawns. Wow. Yeah, they were nice. They're very nice. Yeah, they're very sweet people. They've been married twenty eight years as well. They they got married six six months months before before us. us, So we and you knew her before she got married. Yeah, she went to high school with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, great. We had a fun anniversary, even though it was, you know, pretty mellow. But we're hoping to go celebrate more. Just see our buddy Arnell. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Are you ready? I'm excited. I I got to see him. Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. I got to see him perform in New York. No, you didn't. Well, via the TV. You watch TV and they Good Morning America or something. They had summer concert thing or Today Show or whatever it is my mom watches. Yeah. Um, I go and clean her house every Friday. And they were on the summer concert series. So I got to watch. And I am really shocked because he is really good. I mean, the band is good, but I think he's as good as Steve Perry was. There's a great. I still want this DVD. I think it's on Netflix. I can watch it for free, though. But uh, there's a great uh, process that they did to find their new leads. He's not new anymore. But um, they went out on YouTube and were watching YouTube videos, the guys from Journey. Of people doing Journey, Journey covers. Yeah, and they saw this guy and they were. he just closed his eyes and it was like listening to the old band. Uh-huh. And so he contacted him. The, the kid didn't even know it was real. He thought it was, he thought it was a joke or but something. But they flew him out, and he sang for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what was interesting, I found out from the documentary on him, that um, he does other cover stuff, too, for other, other types of singers. Mm-hmm. And he can do other voices. I had no idea that he's doing uh, was doing a an imitation Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it's really interesting. He's got a beautiful voice; he really does. But he can sing just like the guy, oh, yeah. uh, Steve Perry. So it's pretty mm-hmm. interesting. So anyway, he seems like a really nice guy. I really enjoyed the documentary, and I think it's called "Don't Stop Believing," the Arnell story or something like that. But um, really good, uh, highly recommended by me. A very, very great documentary. Kind of and inspirational. Kind of yeah, I can't wait to see the band now. It'll, it'll mm-hmm. be really cool to see him. We should watch that documentary the rest of them are all old again guys, before though. we go. They're all old now. Yeah. They're like Arnell our is, age or older. But I saw him on Good Morning America or whatever Short that was. Guy. Yeah, he's a little guy and he just jumps around all over. I'm going, like, how is he able to sing and jump around like I know, that? I know. That always amazes me. And he's me. younger, but he's also Filipino. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting to see this whole band of old white guys. <laughs> and then you have this amazing Filipino guy that just... Rock in the well, house. he's just such a small guy, but such a whoa, big voice. Whoa, and, huge voice, yeah. Yeah. He's but, awesome. Yeah. So we're we're looking forward to that. Or I am, at least. I have 
um, in, in the Bale family, my side of the family, we have uh, a brother that adopted a Filipino daughter and another brother that adopted a Filipino son. Mm-hmm. So we've got some... And we have a good good Mix buddy from Facebook family. and our friend Ron who married a Filipino wife. Mm-hmm. So we have lots of good Filipino whatever it is. Heritage. M- mojo, whatever. I don't know, but don't it's know. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Pretty and it, it was funny because when my, my brother Larry adopted his daughter Cheryl, mm-hmm. um, she spoke fairly decent English. I mean, we were Already? surprised how much... And they asked her, well, how did you learn English? And she goes, radio. Because, you know, with um, the American um, base, Air Force Base there, mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of music stations, you know, radio stations with American music. And she learned English listening to the radio. Cause oh, she funny. And she knew all kinds of pop songs, which that's I thought hilarious. was cool because my sister-in-law... Um, is a really good piano player. When I was a kid, we used to sit down and she would play like Billy Joel or different, you know, things on the piano. Mm-hmm. We'd sing She's along. She's a good piano. I've listened to her play piano this played, morning. Yeah, she played at church today. Sue is really talented. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What's cool is she can look, she even played a song she didn't know. Yeah. Right from, she looked at it and figured it out right there in front of us while she was going and it was perfect. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> Well, if someone sang it for you, you play more by ear. So if you could hear it, you can kind of figure it out pretty quickly. But Yeah, and I have really skinny earlobes, so when I <laughs> when I play no. the piano with them, they it's pretty easy. Well, and you can play by chord too. So if you, if the chords are written down. Oh, I thought you meant corduroys. <sighs> <coughs> Sometimes I can depending if I know okay. the chord or not. That was me banging my head against my microphone. I noticed that. So, why, are you ready to play our sure. message? Sure. And we'll um, come back I'm going to play close. a message that I uh, spoke this morning. With 28 years under our belt now of marriage, um, I there's been some really interesting things in our society. And uh, a lot of times I think that, I'm just getting serious for a moment, but the I really think that sometimes we devalue women in our society. Words of friends, player. Stop. You were talking. You know what? That's not cool. Okay, I'm done. Okay. All right. So anyway, I'm here. I'm trying to give you a compliment, and you're not listening. Okay, I'm listening. So anyway, I feel like women are devalued, not as much anymore as they were, but still happens. It depends, because I think there are still some segments of our population, and I mean, just a month or two ago, a whole girls school in in africa they were all kidnapped hundreds of girls to be taken into you know sex slave trade and and so that's still going on and and even in america we think oh you know we don't do slavery anymore there's still uh um the sex trade slave kind of thing underground stuff that's still going on and and I don't know. It's just, it's sad. It's sad that people would just use people as objects and not treat them as valuable human beings. Well, anyway, I take a rather controversial section of scripture. You did really well with it, I thought. And I've tried to shed some new light on it as far as 
looking at it from a different perspective. Instead of going at it from a male-dominated perspective, I said, what if we cut that out for a moment, just read scripture as it is, without those prejudices and and biases? Mm -hmm. And then I talked about three things that I've learned after being married 28 years to you. Did you, where I, was I right? Yeah, I thought they were good. You don't even remember what they were. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. All right. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't look like you do. Yeah, I do. You want to play words with friends? I like playing Jeez. words with friends, but it was a good message. I think oh, everyone will thanks. enjoy it. Okay. Well, let me play that. We'll be back at the end to say goodbye. And yes, we still are going to do the program about uh, fandom versus well, talking about fandom kind of replacing church or, right. well, or, or religion. And we've got a guest next week on the podcast. We're having Greg Blanchard oh, cool. on, so that'll be fun. Cool. Yeah, should be should be great. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so, so here we go. Let's message. play it, and we'll be back after this to say hello again or say goodbye. So stick around. Good morning. In my pocket, I happen to have with me some interesting facts. Looked them up this morning. For 1,461 weeks, 245,448 hours, 14,726,880 minutes, and 10,228 days, I've been married to Amy. You should be applauding the miracle that she stayed with me. Because that's a long time. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about uh, marriage. And I was thinking about the different phases that we've gone through. Oh, my goodness. In 28 years, you go through a lot. So I actually stood right in this place 28, days, 28 years and one day ago. And... Uh, and said I do with a big grin on my face and had no idea what I was getting into. But I have to say I'm glad. And uh, so this morning, my sermon is entitled, Leave It to the Cleavers. Now I know, I know you're thinking to yourself, Wally, Beaver, no, 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 no. Leave it to the Cleavers. There's actually, do you know that the Bible has a very interesting scripture that talks about leaving your mother and father and cleaving to your mate and becoming one flesh. And it's an interesting passage of scripture. You don't hear it a lot nowadays at weddings as, as you used to. Uh, a lot of people just go with the First uh, Corinthians 13 and they don't talk about this particular passage of scripture. But I want to challenge us this morning to read Ephesians chapter 5 together verses 21 through 33. And when we do, I think you may see it from a different perspective than maybe you've heard it before. Now, I don't know, because I haven't attended the Baptist Church here in Raymond on an ongoing basis year after year. So I don't know what the teaching has been from the pulpit. I don't know. Um, So I may ruffle feathers and I may not. I don't know. All I'm going to do is read the Bible and tell you what I've learned in 28 years of being married to a wonderful woman. Uh, I'm going to share a little bit about what I think the scripture means by what it says here. Because sometimes I think people can take scripture and manipulate it around to say what they want it to say. 
so they can control people. Now, that isn't very, I mean, it's actually very popular. People do it all the time because they want an offering or they want, uh, they want a power, they want influence or whatever. So they'll twist it around. And, and you can, I, I've heard this said and it's true, you can justify anything with scripture. I mean, Hitler justified the horrendous things that he did with scripture. Jim Jones, the cult leader, justified things he did with scripture. And of course, he took the scripture out of context. It wasn't correct. His interpretation was wrong from it or, and with it. But it can be done, and it's done all the time. So I want to read Ephesians chapter 5 this morning. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to talk about it. And then I want to share three things that I've learned about life from being married to Amy for 28 years. And they're all biblical, so this could be good. All right. Ephesians chapter 5, 21 through 33. This is in, the, I believe, the living uh, Bible that I'm, I'm reading from. It says, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, before I go on, I just have to say this again. Notice that the very first thing it says is, further, submit to one another. Now, do you see anything there? I'm just going to say, Dr. Brecht says, now, ladies, listen up, submit to the guy. No. Is that what it says? No. No, it, so it, says, it says, hey, one another and out of reverence for Christ. Not because this person is male or this person is female. The reason that we're submitting one to another, the scripture says, is out of reverence of Christ. In other words, we agree Jesus is Lord. He's the boss. He's, he's God. And so as a result of that, then we submit to one another out of our reverence and our love and our awe of God. Okay, that's cool. Now watch. Now he's going to be specific and he's going to talk to different, uh, different folks here. It says, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord for a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Now, don't worry, guys, you're going to get yours here in just a second. But did you, did you hear what this is said? Now, you could look at this from one angle and go, that's right, wives, submit, woman. You could. And there are people that do. I've, I've been in groups and sat there with my mouth wide open thinking, what? You really just said that? You treat her like, what? Can't believe it. But there are people that will take this extreme and say, well, see, this is what it says. But as you're looking through this, Scripture is always tempered. And, is, and, and when we look at the nature of God while we're reading it, it will balance it out. And then we'll go, oh, I guess... This might mean something different. This might actually mean, well, how many people have stopped for a moment and thought, well, how does Jesus lay his life down for the church? Amen. <laughs> now, I personally can tell you in 28 years, I don't think I've looked too much like Jesus. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, because he's amazing. So here I am. I've, I've failed at that. I haven't been... Uh, a lot like him. But see what he's saying is. Look at, let's look at scripture. And let's look. It says. For a husband is the head of the wife. As Christ is the head of the church. 
Do you know that Jesus does not abuse his church? Do you know that he does, he's not harsh to it? He loves the church. He lo- and you and I are the church. He loves us. He cares about us. He doesn't abuse us. He doesn't ridicule us. He doesn't make things up about us. And he does, and this is the crazy part. Here he is, God, and he doesn't even, this is, he doesn't even belittle us or think of us under his feet. Wow. Yet, people have taken this scripture and they've, guys have taken this scripture and made it like the woman is under their feet and you submit woman, you do what I tell you. And that's not at all what the scripture is saying. The scripture is saying it's actually a challenge to us guys, even though it's written right here saying to the ladies, it's a challenge to us guys to rise up to the mark of leadership in the character and the, and the personality of Jesus to be like Christ. We don't always see it that way, though, do we? Because we want to say, oh, I'm a male, so submit. That's not what it says. So as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Now, here we go. We're going to flip it around now. Husbands, listen up. For husbands, this means love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church, he gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. Wow. There's so much to say. If you're looking at this from from the perspective of living like Christ and how you treat people as a result of that. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined or cleaves to his wife. And the two are united into one. This is a great mystery. But it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Okay. Not only is this a really cool thing that has been said. It's been taken out of context. People have said all sorts of different things just so that... They could do what they want. But when you look at this, it's basically submitting one to another and letting Jesus be the Lord of relationships. Not only in marriages, but in the church. That's, this, is, this is a great mystery. I don't understand how it works. But when a man and a woman marry each other, they do become one. It's a mystery. We don't understand it. But God knows exactly what he's doing. Now, the older I get, the more I realize how wrong I was when I was young. And there's something about that. I don't know. Uh, It's hard to, to look back and think of some of the things I used to think. And I'm so glad. Aren't you glad that we can change? Amy says, amen. So glad that he can change. 
But living in a male-dominant society, especially in church, I was led to believe that I was superior because of my anatomy. Now, I know that isn't real popular to say because us guys are going, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing? Don't mess with this. The fact is, the Bible says there are, there's no difference between Jew and Gentile, male and female. The Bible says that we are all one in Christ. So this is interesting. Yes, we're different. But as far as our worth and as far as our, our place in the world, God sees us the same. He loves us. We are a soul. That's a good thing, by the way. And nobody is better than anybody else. Did you know that a really good leader doesn't desire to rule over people? I want you to think about some of the best leaders you know. They don't desire to rule over people. They desire to work with others to achieve the goals that are set forth. A good leader. That doesn't mean there, are people, there aren't people out there that want to lead. Because most of the time, if somebody really, truly wants to lead really bad, you shouldn't let them. You think about that for a minute. Because usually, usually, I don't know about you, but I think humble leaders are the best leaders. The ones that will roll up their sleeves and get right with you and work. And yes, they show, they show great organization and they have all, but they don't think of themselves as greater than anybody else. They just know that their role is to organize this or to lead this. That's a good leader. A true leader doesn't believe themselves better than the people that they lead. Jesus said, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. He didn't say, learn to be the taskmaster. Master. Learn to be the leader of your Fortune 500 company. It said, learn to be the servant of all. That's in Matthew chapter 20. See, when we read scripture without societal or cultural influence then we might see it in a little bit different light. That's why so many people get scripture all messed up because they don't look at it in the context in which it was written. You can go and you can, you can uh, read a scripture, you, like in your Bible time, and go, wow, that means that all women should have a hat in church right there because it says that a woman's head should be covered, you know. And boy, that's it. From now on, everybody, all you ladies, when you come to church, you better be wearing a hat. But... Nobody took the time you know, to sit and look at that. What was the culture at the time? What was going on at the time? Why was that said? What, you know, what were the influences and what was society like at that point? Then you will understand the intent behind the scripture and you'll see it in a different light. But that takes some time and effort to actually study scripture. We like it spoon-fed. We're such an instant pudding society. Remember when we were kids, my mom had to make pudding from scratch. You didn't go to the store... And buy a little cup that you peeled off the top and put your spoon in. They had to put it on the stove. It had to come to us. And it had this weird skin on the top of it. Ew. Now I love the skin. I'm 48. But when I was a kid, that was the grossest thing. Ew. You know what I mean? But we had to do... It was different then. It was different then. So when we read scripture without societal or cultural influence, we, we see it in a different light. Sometimes we, the best thing you can do before 
you read Scripture, before you swallow everything hook, line, and sinker that somebody tells you, the first thing to do is study. Actually spend some time. There are study tools everywhere now. You can get online and you can study the Bible all day and all night and all day and all night and all day and all night for weeks if you want. There's no excuse now for us not to understand things or to see how it was written or what was going on there because we, we have all these great tools in front of us. Then the best thing to do is because we have a relationship with Christ is to pray. Because I have a lot of people that come to my door. Have you heard the word of whoever, you know, and, that, and they'll say, well, um, this is what we believe about this. You know, we prayed and then, well, okay, just because somebody says they've prayed doesn't mean they necessarily have studied it or, or studied the truth. So you have to be careful of that, this kind of stuff too. You don't just go, all right, Lord, reveal to me what scripture says. Oh, I have a brand new plan and a new book that I want to present to everybody today. Put your Bibles down and read my book because this is better. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. See, it's so easy for us to get all messed up. But if we will study, then we pray and ask God to show us as we read, but to make it come to light, you'll be amazed at what will happen as you read the Bible. After you are, have studied it out and you begin to pray, you ask God, how is this relevant to me? How does this work in my life? It makes the Bible come to life. And we all need that. That's called a personal relationship with Jesus. And then the other thing is really important to do so you don't get off track is compare scripture with scripture. Don't take one scripture and say, aha, that's it. We go off and then we make a whole church over one scripture. That's the beauty of God's word. There's so many rich things in the Bible. And if you'll compare it against the other, then all of a sudden you'll go, oh, I see. Oh, if it seems contrary to God's nature, it is. You know, when these people say it seems too good to be true, it probably is. When you read a scripture or somebody says, well, this is what, if, you, if somebody tells you how awful God is and he just messes everybody up and does, that's contrary to what the Bible, the, the counsel of the Bible says. Does that make sense? So you can take one scripture and you can go off like this or you can go off like that. I love what Grandpa Bale said. Just keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't go over here and don't go over there. Just right there <laughs> keep it centered so important but if it seems if you see something in the Bible that contradicts something else in the Bible or is against God's nature it probably is and it deserves a closer look and I guarantee you that if you study it out you will find the answer what if we approach scripture from a different I don't know, a different, a different look at uh, the whole gender bias thing. What if we actually looked at Scripture, like the Bible says that we are equal in God's sight? What if we did that? We just set aside male and female for just a moment. What would happen? We might see things a little bit different. So I challenge every one of us, it's, it's not like the women libbers who say that women are all powerful and they're the only ones. And it's not like the male chauvinist dominated guy thing. Guys are it. We're everything. Just wipe that away. And just say, we're children of God. Now, what does scripture say to us? 
I think that's a whole lot better. So let me get to the three things so we can close. Three things that I've learned from being married to my wife, Amy, for 28 years. Are you ready? Number one. Marriage is not a competition. It's a cooperation. How many would believe that? Nowhere in the Bible does it say that you marry your spouse and then compete against them for the rest of your life. However, I've seen marriages like that, and they don't last that long, or they're miserable. Oh, but a little healthy competition never hurt anybody, Rick. Well, look at it. It's not about being a boss and having an employee. That is not what marriage is. <laughs> it's partners. We go through life together as partners. I wish I would have understood it a little earlier than I do now. But uh, it's true. Being partners really is great. It's, it's, when I, we were reading a thing the other day and Amy said, uh, well, read this. So I read it and it was like, oh, interesting. They were talking about uh, marriages and how cake smashers tend to be, uh, tend to get divorced more than non-cake smashers. Have you ever been to a wedding where people smash cake into each other's face? You know, okay, and now, let's, now listen, this is really interesting. It was talking about the spirit and the love behind somebody. Uh, you can tell by the way they're treating each other um, how long their their relationship's going to last. And I, I I got to I went back and I looked at it and I went oh interesting. There wasn't there it wasn't that I didn't want to smash the cake in your face. I wouldn't have done it because I would have been beat up by Jerry or somebody. But so I did. But 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 the fact is, there's that competition. There's that thing. There's that rivalry. But when when you really are thinking about marriage as a partnership, you you really need to watch it. The the people the couple that puts each other down all the time. I don't know how many people I had in my office when I was pastoring that would come in and they would sit down and in just about ten minutes I could tell you what was wrong because I just listened to them talk. You know, I get them talking about something. Hey, what do you think about blah, 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 And they start going, and then somebody goes, yeah, the way your hair looks in the morning, blah. You know, and they, they go, and all of a sudden I'd realize, man, they're just lobbing things back and forth. Bad situation. And by the end of the time that I was with them, I would always say, hey, can I just talk to you for just a moment? You realize that even though you're trying to be funny, sarcasm, when you use it against your spouse, there's a little bit of truth in it. That's what, that's what makes sarcasm funny. Just a little bit of truth and a little wing. We think we're being funny, but what we're really doing is eroding that trust and that relationship that has been given to us. So really important, you know, people that are smash the cake or put people down, or worse, physical abuse. It's, look, if somebody starts beating on their spouse, there's something seriously wrong. It's not a competition. It's a cooperation or the, I'll teach them, yeah, we'll get married, I'll change them. Guess what? You aren't going to change them. W will you? Amy's like, mm -mm. One of the keys to a good marriage is to seek out the goals of your partner and help make them a reality. Believing in someone goes further than gifts, flatteries, and promises. There's something about believing in someone that changes how they, they come to life. And, and I've seen that over the years. My wife has believed in me. I believe in her. And that's, we have that in common. But mostly because we believe in Jesus. And we believe in the calling and the gifts that he's put on the inside of both of us. 
And we won't let go of that. We're not on opposing teams. We're both cheerleaders for one another. Number two. This is a good one. Things I've learned from being married for Amy or to Amy for 28 years. I don't need to have all the answers and fix it. I don't have to be Superman. I just have to be Clark Kent. That's pretty good. That's easier, isn't it? I mean, you, you think about that for a moment. Superman always wrote, I hear I come to save the day, you know. But Clark Kent, what, what did he do the most for Lois? He just listened. He was there for her. Until the, you know, until the crazy stuff happened, then Superman showed up. Clark left and then Superman showed up. But the fact is, Clark Kent may have been bumbling and he may have been kind of wacky and everything, but he was a good listener. That's what we have to be. Another great key to a marriage is listening, not necessarily talking. You know, it reminds me of the Charlie Brown cartoon. Wah, 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 wah. You never knew what the teacher said because they weren't listening. You know, the kids were like, oh, whatever. Wah, 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 wah. Yes? Yeah. Sometimes we need to stop going wah, 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 and listen. And we don't have to fix things because what I found is Amy... She knows that I don't know everything. I don't know how you figured that out. She knows that I can't fix everything. And, and I f- try to fix the things I can. But a lot of times, she just wants me to listen. Best thing you could ever do in your marriage is listen to your wife. Wish I would have listened to her more. I listened to her a whole lot more than I did. I'm convinced that we would have avoided about half the thing, crazy things that have happened in our life if I would have just listened to her. And that's why God gives people each other. Now, not necessarily where we go to dinner and stuff like that, but... (laughs) She looks at me. The fact is, there's something about our partners in life that God gives us the help that we need and to see things in a different way when we listen to each other. And then number three... Tough times and stressful situations can either destroy us or they can strengthen us. It's our choice. I've said that. You've probably heard me preach that more here than any. I preach that almost every time I do a sermon anywhere. And that is how we look at a situation can oftentimes mean the difference between success and failure. And having a spouse that will look at things with you and try to find the good in things is a great situation because everybody has rough things happen amen anybody have bad things happen to them guess what how you look at it will determine if you're going to get through it or you're going to get sunk by it making a choice now to weather storms later will help you ride the storm out love is a choice not a feeling even though it's wonderful to get that feeling. The other day I was laughing because Amy came by and I can't remember what she did. You... I what? Oh, I fixed this window washer thing she was using. And what did you do? She gave me a kiss on the cheek and I walked away. It was We've been married 28 years and I turned and I said, you know, after 28 years I must love you because you still make my heart flutter. <laughs> And I got to think that's interesting how that works. 
There have been times that I don't think we loved each other too much. Like each other too much. Any relationship that happens. But the fact is, we committed, when we were standing right in this very place, when we said to each other, I do, we didn't know what that meant, but we, we did. We said, I do, and we committed. When you say that, sometimes you wake up in the morning and you think, what have I done? Or you wake up in the morning and go, why do I, I don't deserve her. She's amazing. There's, it goes back and forth. But the fact is, a commitment, if you make it, a choice to love somebody, you can weather through just about anything. And our key has been to have Jesus in common. Commitment doesn't usually bring warm fuzzies. Sometimes. Sometimes love and commitment means pain, inconvenience, and change. Doesn't it? If we can do that, if we can stick to that, then I believe that marriage is like fine wine. I don't drink wine because I don't drink. I, I'm... I'm uh, what do you call it? A, a addictive personality? If I started, it wouldn't be good. So that's why I don't drink. Even though I know some people say it's okay. But I, I personally don't do it. But I hear that the longer the wine sits and matures, it's better. And older wine is more expensive than newer wine. Anyway. Marriage is a lot like that. Fine wine and good cheese. I was just talking to my uncle yesterday. He makes cheese. And he was telling me how he makes it. And it takes, sometimes it takes seven to, months to a year to make a good cheese. Well, you can rip it open and start eating, but it's not as good unless you let it age. And it gets better. And you know that diamonds don't appear overnight? You can't take a whole bunch of charcoal briquettes from Safeway or from, or from everybody's, put them together and squeeze them real hard and make diamonds. Take some time. There's pressure that creates beautiful things. Interesting. So the biggest thing that we've chosen is we've chosen to go with God and live our lives for Him. And out of that, it's got us through some pretty hard challenges. And it will get us through more because I expect to have another 28 years at least. Right? So there you go. Marriage is not a competition. It's a cooperation. We don't need to have all the answers and fix it. And tough times and stress can either destroy or strengthen us. That's our choice. Let's pray. God, thank you that your Bible is true. That you have inspired people to write <coughs> these amazing statements and things that when we read them and really let them sink in and study them out, it really is life-changing and altering. God, help us to be men and women that would change easier than we do. That we would take that word that you give us and we let it sink in and marinate our lives in such a way that it would come out in good ways. Help us, Lord, to understand your scripture. Help us, Lord, to understand each other. And God, help us to get along and not just get along, but to move forward with our spouse. God, I pray for those that are not married or that their spouse has gone on. God, would you comfort their hearts and would you give them grace and you, Lord, 
would be their partner. Bless them and help them today, we pray. And God, give us grace to live our lives the way you want us to. Help us listen to one another. Help us to commit to what's right, not necessarily what's convenient. And give us grace, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for letting me share. And happy anniversary, Amy. Together.
So there you go. That was uh, the message and a little song thrown in there at the end together uh, by, by Stephen, Stephen Curtis, Curtis Chapman. Chapman. And you just did the most beautiful slideshow for my brother and his wife for their 35th wedding anniversary. 35th, yeah. It was very touching and sweet. Yeah. They yeah. they had um, a trip given to them to Maui and they really loved it and had, took lots of beautiful pictures. What I think is funny though, your brother is so much like me. Okay, so he takes a camera with him to, to Maui Mm-hmm. And they decide to, um, every time they find somebody that's walking along the beach, they hand the camera to him and have him take a picture. And they got some amazing They got some amazing pictures. pictures. So most of their catalog of pictures they brought back were other people taking the picture of them. Yeah. And only Randy could do it that way. My, <coughs> I might be able to pull It's really it interesting because my sister-in-law and I have talked before. Well, she, I hope so. She and I are more reserved. And you and my brother are both really outgoing and and we've just we sometimes just shake our heads because you guys will do these really dorky outlandish You kidding things. this is the like third time you've called me a dork. I love you though. Oh thanks. I love my A dork. way to pull yourself out of the hole so, you just dug. So anyway, it's a dork Moyer we've here. kind of said, <laughs> said that we should be the siblings and <laughs> or you guys should be the siblings because yeah, it, my brother and I are a lot different. He's much more outgoing. He loves to be the center of attention, and I prefer to be like behind the scenes of things and quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but we we both love gardening. My brother Randy and I both are really I do too. into gardening. Yes, you do. I watered the flowers last night. You did because I was passed out from exhaustion <laughs> so yeah. it was either you were watering them or they weren't so what did you water. think of the message i thought it was really good i thought your points were were very practical and okay mm-hmm. do so i listen better than i used to you do not all the time when we were first married it was a challenge mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah. you were really tough to live with when we first got married Really? No. <laughs> You've never been tough to live with. It's been me, baby. <laughs> As I told people, I can't understand how she stays with me after all this time. I think, though, in all honesty, though, um, that if people can stick with the first few years and just know there's going to be some adjustments, that I really think it's gotten a lot better. And yeah. I know... I know in some ways it's harder because we're getting older now, <laughs> but but in other ways, um, we just I think we get along a lot better and we're just more understanding with each other, and generally more patient. <coughs> I mean, every once in a while, you or I will be like, Ugh. <laughs> but I think most of the time we're more patient with each other and better yeah, listeners. Most of the time. And and you know what that means? If you're patient with one another, you can always play doctor. That's a little too much information there. <laughs> I couldn't figure out what was... My chair was making all this noise. My cat has come up and now would like me to pet him. And he's like almost 20 pounds. So if he bumps into the chair, so you, you feel, feel it. it. <laughs> I was like, who's making that noise? It was the cat. But did you mention that people need to pray for Jade? Oh, our poor doggy pulled a muscle. She's asleep on the chair behind her, which we had... I had to lift her up onto the chair. She hurt her hip again. Yeah. So we had to sore. have her be mellow and... Gave her some doggy aspirin. 
Yeah. M- wrapped in some turkey. Turkey, so she'd eat it. <laughs> yeah. She just chomped it right down. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm sure she'll be fine. But thank you, everybody, for joining us for the podcast. We really appreciate it. How can they get yeah. hold of us if they'd like to? They can get a hold of us at rick at takeinwithyou.com or amy at takeinwithyou.com. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can get a hold of us on our Facebook pages, rick at... No. Um, what is it? Facebook.com. Facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. Very, that's very dot nice of you. And I still, I think the reason why we have the dots in there is because they already they have. had. have a space. Well, they already uh-uh. had Rick's and Amy's, didn't they? I don't they? think so. I don't think so. No, you just put the dots in there so they had to say dot every week. <laughs> yeah. So we love to hear from you and, and, and we, we get feedback we just, and yeah, ideas. And I, just had to pay, awesome. I just had to pay for a bunch of internet stuff. So if anybody wanted to help with the donation towards the podcast, that would be really appreciated. It would help us because yeah. we take that money out of stuff that we need to do other stuff with. So if you feel so inclined, yeah. all you have to do is PayPal us, rick at takehimwithyou.com. It's not tax deductible, but hey, we use it for cool stuff like this podcast. So you're playing um, footsie with me. I am. My feet are cold. Oh wow! You know that's one thing. Twenty-eight years of warmth for your feet. Yes, Rick's my. What are you gonna personal... do when I croak the bucket? Croak the bucket? Kick the bucket and croak over. I'm gonna have to buy slippers and I'll cry a lot. Oh, or you could. I could be like a zombie and I wouldn't be warm. No. No, I don't okay. like zombies. All right. So uh, thanks everybody for joining <laughs> us next week. Our special guest, hopefully. God willing, will be Greg Blanchard from the Inappropriate Conversations podcast. That'll be interesting. We're going to talk about his, um, why he's involved in a church. Okay. And it's really interesting why he is, because it's not what you think. Okay. And we might even throw out there that fandom question to him, too. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, that'll be yeah, fun. So join us. Didn't you meet him through Treks and Sci-Fi? Greg? Yeah. I don't know. I'd have okay. to ask him. I don't remember now. Don't I think we met uh, through our podcast. I think. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I don't but think how he's did on he t- find out seven. about our podcast? I can't. I have to ask. We'll have to you ask You put me on him. the spot there. I don't remember. Okay. You'll have to put those in the questions yeah. for him. Okay. All right. So well, we th- love to hear everybody. from you, and I will close with this. What are you going to close? You have clothes? Yes, I do have clothes. Too many clothes. I need to go through my clothes and give away some clothes. But I'm going to close the program with ah, this. Ah, that's close to close. Not exactly. So this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. Thank you, my dear. You're welcome. And just don't forget that we're back. Well, thanks, everybody, for being patient with us and giving us grace. Have a great day. We'll see you next time on the Taken With You podcast. Left a foot job in the city.